Hello, friends. It is me, Flip. And look, it's Joey. I guess he doesn't talk. It's fine. He doesn't need to. He's just looking around. <laughs> I am uh, verbal mute. Oh, well, that's interesting because you said something just then. Anyway, I am just taking down some notes for our Hunt a Killer recap. Super weird to hear myself in the headphones. <laughs> I am just, again, taking down some notes so we can do our Hunt a Killer recap. Unfortunately, Ange is not going to be with us today. Sad face. And our other special guest is running a little bit behind. But we thought today would be a great day for us to recap everything before box six comes in, which is going to be great. Box six, of course, that will be when we are uncovering who the killer actually is. Now, if you guys watched me and Angie's episode about two weeks ago, we did discuss who we thought the killer was, but we will leave that up to you guys. So I think we're going to just take a minute here for me to get everything down, get our special guest here, and then we will get started with the entire recap. Thanks, guys. Okay. So Joey has not really been with us while we've been doing these Hunter Killer boxes. He has not really been following us. Sorry, it's very noisy outside today. Stormy. <laughs> he has not really been following <clears throat> our videos on what's going on in our series today. But I guess we can start with box one. Okay. So, so what's happened in box one? In box one, oh, I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> okay. In box one, um, we were presented with all of our suspects and our victims. So our victim is Miss Viola Vane, also known as Victoria Gaina. Viola Vane is her stage name. Okay. Really common in the 20s and 30s stage names then of course we have all of our suspects so we have Olga Gaina who is Viola Vane's Victoria's mom we have Joseph Sampson who is the stage manager we have George Erickson who is our director and he is married to um What's her name? Ruth Erickson. They have a baby, like a brand new baby. Okay. We have Hector Roland, who is Viola's ex-fiance. Okay. But they're still good friends. Ira Adler, who is the producer. Um, Evelyn Kittredge, who is Viola's understudy. And I think that's about it for our suspects. First box, we uncovered the murder weapon using the police reports mm -hmm. and the police report that showed the cause of death and the inventory sheet from the theater. We discovered that the murder weapon was a walking cane that was encrusted with jewels. Yeah. Okay. It had like a ruby in it. Yes. It had the ruby and the emeralds around it. Mm -hmm. So... That was our first box. That's all we were required to do in the first box. In that box, there were also a bunch of puzzles that we actually didn't solve until our third box. 
Um, those puzzles involved nine blocks, which we thought looked like stage directions. Yeah. Um, but those were actually like hidden messages, which was really cool for us to find the out. The coding inside the boxes? Yes, the coding inside the boxes, which led okay. to us being able to figure out the stage directions. And it was a message, it wasn't directions, or it was directions that led to a message? It was a message. It was stage directions that led to okay. a message. Then box two, we were tasked with ruling out suspects. Now, in box two, we learn that on the day of Miss Vane's death, her mother barged into the theater and there was a huge argument that ensued. Um, she was yelling in Russian, so nobody really knew what the argument was about. But it led to her mother basically physically accosting her. She hit her with her walking okay. cane. Not the same walking cane, but she did hit her with a walking cane. So, just to backtrack on that, somebody must have been aware of that altercation and used a walking cane to murder her to try and pin the murder try on the mother. Mom. Yeah. So that's the thought process there. But everybody sees Joseph, who is the stage manager. Joseph gave the cane back to Olga. They took a break in rehearsal, and Viola walked off. Now, we know, based off of the notes, that this is around approximately 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, in this time frame, and I'm actually going to write down a little bit of a time frame here. In this time frame, we know that at 4.45... Ira, who is our producer, he goes upstairs to make a phone call. At 5 o'clock is when Olga bursts into the theater and has her altercation with Viola. Okay. Um, this situation <clears throat> goes on for about 13 minutes. We know that because Joseph, in his police statement, keeps pretty good stage notes, so he knows that rehearsal started back up around that time. Okay, so re rehearsal continued at 5.13ish. Yeah, but everybody, at this ended. point, Viola leaves and goes backstage. Everybody's pretty shaken up, so at this point, he kind of just calls it. Okay. So that's when George is like, mm, we're good. Um... We also know that in this time frame here, with Olga having her altercation with Viola, we also know that George and his wife had a conversation. So George and Ruth stopped to talk. Um, right after this, you have your break. When everybody goes on break, Viola goes back to her dressing room and um, what do we call her? Trollop. That's Evelyn, in case you guys haven't been following the us. The Trollop? The Trollop. Okay. Evelyn goes back to Viola's dressing room to kind of to, to speak with her, console her. George doesn't say where he goes. Ira is still upstairs on the telephone. Hector is kind of unbothered by the whole situation. He goes to get ready. He's got a dinner that he has to get to. Mm -hmm. Olga is outside of the theater pounding on the stage door to be let in George 
um, sorry, Joe Samson, the stage director, says that he is going to go to the store and purchase some flowers for Viola. So in these notes, Evelyn says that about 5.45-ish, she leaves. Um, Hector says that about 5.30 he leaves. And when he's leaving at 5.30, that's when he sees Olga outside. Okay. Um, Joseph left the theater probably about 5.30 um, to go get flowers. And Ira is still on the phone upstairs. At about 6 p.m., um, Ira says that this is when he left to go to dinner. He had dinner plans. At 6.15... George says that he's locking up and he hears the backstage elevator go off. When he's leaving? As he's locking up, yeah. Okay. And at 6.20, Joseph says he's back. To drop off the flowers. At this point, was it Joseph that's coming through the elevator as George is locking up? No, George walked through the side door, but he said the door was unlocked. Joseph said the door is unlocked. Yeah. So he kind of locked up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Joseph says the door is unlocked. He gets there, and there's nobody in the theater. So that's where we are timeline-wise. So he got to the theater after George says he locked up. Mm-hmm. And claimed it was just unlocked, so he waltzed in. He's also the stage manager. So he found it strange that nobody was in the theater, but the theater was unlocked. Yeah. Um, we also know from the police reports that Viola was killed at approximately 5.57 p.m. So they're just dancing around her body. But Joseph, when he goes in there to drop off the flowers, he doesn't see anyone. No one is there. He puts the flowers in her dressing room and leaves. Mm -hmm. Joseph also notices when, with Viola's empty uh, dressing room, He also notices that her trunk is missing. She had like a chest. Right. So uh -huh. she had a chest that she would keep like all of her 
costumes, jewelry, all of that was in there. Okay. He notices that this is missing, which he finds strange because the only reason why something like that would be missing would be if the show was over. As if she, like, took it to leave? Yeah. So, are you pulling up the Discord? (laughs) Yeah. So, in this box, in in our second box, the only person that we can rule out is Ira, Mm -hmm. because Ira has a full alibi for that time frame. And we know this because Ira has a receipt from the flower shop. So that, that dates him. That has the time that he placed the order and the time that he picked up the order. Okay. So we know that that Joseph could not have been the killer. So on our list of suspects here, that rules out our buddy Joe. So next box we have, we learn about... Miss um, Ruth Erickson and George. We learned from this next box that Ruth has a huge problem with Viola. She thinks that Viola is immoral. Okay. And altogether has just reprehensible behavior. We don't know why, but we know that she's immoral and has reprehensible behavior. It is discovered that in the conversation that Ruth had with George, she was letting him know that his clothes were upstairs for a dinner that he had to go to. Um, Everything was set out for the meeting he had to go to. And she and the baby were going to be going to Connecticut. We know that this is true because she gets to, um, she gets to the, I'm sorry, not Connecticut, Pennsylvania. She gets to, she leaves around 5.13. She gets to the bus station or the train station and she makes it to Pennsylvania by 9 p.m. to send a telegram. Who does it? Ruth. Ruth. So because of this, we know that Ruth is innocent. Do, Do we have her ticket? Yes, we have her ticket stub and we have the telegram. And was it purchased the same day or was yep. it purchased the day prior? Mm-hmm. So we know that Ruth is innocent from that. Do we, though? We do. It's not kind of flighty? No. Ruth is innocent. Okay. So, in our <clears throat> next box, which is, what are we on, box three now? Box four. We are again tasked with ruling out another suspect. Throughout box four, there are a lot of indications that um, Evelyn and Ira are having an affair. Now, we don't know about this from the get-go. As a matter of fact, Julia doesn't even mention this situation. Julia is the one who has hired us to solve these cases. Julia Adler is Ira's granddaughter. Okay. She makes no mention of this. She just mentions Ira being her grandfather. But we learn through the boxes that Evelyn is also her grandmother. 
they have they are having an affair now strangely enough in learning this it seems that in her notes evelyn and viola are somewhat close evelyn writes a note to viola stating that she and ira have been seeing each other and it makes viola upset and she storms off so only person in the theater with Viola was Ira at the time when she died. No. Ira was upstairs on the Ira is still there. George is still there. Olga is still outside banging on the door. Okay. Um, We also know that Hector went to dinner. We received a newspaper article that point that that pinpoints Hector at the dinner. It has the article. It has a photo of him at the dinner. The dinner started at six fifteen. What if you find out this whole thing's a suicide? She beat herself in the head with a cane. Yeah. She had Violently. defensive wounds. Her wrists were up. She had bruises on her wrists. She's a boxer. Yeah, she's she's blocking her face. Okay. Um, so because of this, because of the timeline adding up for Hector, we know that Hector made it to his dinner for six. So that means that Hector is innocent. Hello, Marcy. Howdy. Um, so whoever, where we're talking about approximate time of death being 557 and then yes. somebody had enough time. <laughs> and then put herself in the box. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's logical. Work. Phenomenal work. She's Great a actor. wonderful actress. Um, so approximate time of death is five fifty-seven. So mm-hmm. you got to give, say, seven minutes. Seven minutes of struggle before that. So someone got to her around five fifty. Right. And then they had enough time to go upstairs, downstairs to stash upstairs, the weapon. To stash and her body. So they brought her body and the weapon upstairs. Yeah. When was the body discovered? 50 years later. Oh, so they just thought she vanished? Yes. Oh, well, she left. She's out on vacation forever. Yeah, <laughs> permanent vacation. <laughs> well, was this the 20s? Yeah. It was a wild time. 30, 32, I think. 34 is when she died. 1934? 35, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so half the people left. Somebody went up and beat the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. And put her in a box. Mm-hmm. Who says that she... They discovered her body five, 50 years later, and then said the time of death is at 5.57, 50 so years ago? So, her watch, she had her watch on. So, they had her watch they and They hit her watch and stopped it at 5.57. It's, it's clever for the hunted killer people to do that. Yeah. They hit her watch and stopped it at 5.57. That's why we know she incredible. had defensive wounds on her arms as well. So, her watch was smashed. Yeah. At 5.57. Okay. Um... <laughs> It's all coming so he's together. like, that's a very specific time frame. Yeah, I was like, dinosaurs are 300 million years old. You can tell by their watches. Yes, precisely. All right. So her watch is broken at the time of 557. Yes. Which means that happened before she died. Yes. She was defending herself. Yes. So... Interesting. Do we know where the cane was before the time that she died? No. 
It was upstairs, from what they said. It it's was a, a prop. stage prop, it's right? It's a prop, yeah. So it was apparently upstairs prior. It's a prop. And there's so. nothing in, in these boxes that says it was being used on stage during... It was one of the props that they were using, yes. Okay, so that means it was downstairs. It could have been downstairs, it could have been upstairs, it could have been anywhere. It was retrieved. Yes. What character was using... They don't specify what character was using the prop. These are all important notes. How do you run a show without these things? You said the stage director. Who said was it was even a prop? Notes. The cane with the. Remember, the ruby? her mom beat her with a cane. Yeah, but we also said there's the cane with the ruby that had the blood on it. Yep. And it was missing ruby, and they found mm -hmm. the ruby, and they're like, this is for the prop. Yep. What if she fell onto the cane? Defensively. And then put herself in the box. No, somebody was like, oh, shit. At, and at, just put her in the box. Yeah, at, at, uh, at 620, Joseph is like, whoa, dead body. We should put this upstairs. We'll use it as a prop later. We'll use Viola's dead body as a prop later. Yeah, they'll do the... Uh, we'll use Viola's mummified dead body as a prop. Yeah, they just gotta they cut the limbs, and they'll do the... Get past the rigor mortis thing, and they'll puppeteer her, and they'll go on with the show. Marcy, I don't know how you feel about Joey's ideas, but I... I, I could run a show. No I problem. don't know about that. <laughs> I could run a show. Um, okay, so you're saying that falling off of something onto said murder weapon is not possible. Because she could have fallen like this and hit her head on the jewel. I'm just saying. It's possible. But she had multiple bruises on her body. You get a lot of bruises from falling off the third floor or something. She didn't fall off the third floor of anything. This is all speculation. Yeah, wild speculation. What if she fell into the box onto the cane? All right. They're giving me a brain aneurysm. <laughs> I'm just saying that it, maybe not suicide, but accidental, accidental death is possible. Death. Okay, so it was an accident. So we're solving an accidental death. Okay. I think it's possible that an accidental death is should not be ruled out, and it's suspected murder. So. So what, she has damage on her bones because they found her body 50 years later in a box? Yeah. Okay. Yes. She must have hit the floor pretty hard. Yep, she hit the floor really hard. Anyway. That's possible. So we were able to rule Hector out because we know Hector was at his dinner. Okay. So. Let me see these. I'm looking at these. Okay, Joey's looking at All my. Right. Uh, Hector Roland, the ex-fiance. Yes. He was at this at the place, at the show place, at the theater? He was at the theater because they were there for rehearsal. Okay, and then he went out to dinner. Yes. And he has slips for that. Yes, so I'm going to put this down on here. He left the theater at, I think he said 5.30, 5.45. Yeah. It's five minutes before she got the shit beat out of her. Yeah. And he's at dinner at 6.00. Who is alone with Viola because you you don't quietly beat somebody that so, hard. So, here you go, guys. Right here. Hector Roland. 5.30, 5.45, leaves the theater. He's at dinner at 6 p.m. So he is ruled out. Putting an X on him. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Ruled out. We already know he's ruled out. <laughs> Never rule anybody out. Viola Vane. Oh yeah, she's dead. She's dead. This is the victim. She's dead. 
All right, Ruth Erickson. Ruth Erickson, we were able to rule out. She does show up at the theater to talk to George, but she leaves immediately afterwards. She gets on a train, and she's in Philadelphia. George's wife. Yes, this is George's wife. Let's go find George in here. George Erickson, okay. theater owner. So next up we have George Erickson, who is our theater owner. What I can tell you about George is that he says he left and locked up the theater at 6.15. But he was there the whole time prior. He was in his office. And does he have any uh, grudges against said dead? I haven't gotten there yet. So we know that George says that he left at 615. He locked up. He was in his office prior to leaving. What else have we learned about George? In his office couldn't have been far from her uh, her room. Now, here are some other things that we know about George. George is the only person was who was in the room? theater at 6 o'clock or shortly thereafter. He's the only person from 6 p.m. to 6.20 who hears the service elevator. Was Viola's body found with flowers? No. Okay. He's the only person between 6 p.m. and 6.20 who hears the service elevator. He says that the elevator is extremely loud. Anyone who was in the theater would have heard it. He is the only person who hears it. So he's suggesting that someone else? Now... In box five, we learn that George has a rather unhealthy obsession with Viola. Okay. He keeps her gloves in his drawer. He buys her flowers constantly. He hires a private investigator to find her. Obsessed hmm. with her. He would also be another person that has a key to every room. Yes. Um. We also learn that in box five that George and Ruth get divorced. For infidelity. With who? Just another woman. They don't state who. Well, they do. They tell you who the other woman is, but she's not relevant to the box. I have her over here. You looking for Ruth? I have. No. Her. Okay. No, I'm not. So they tell you that the two of them get divorced. Um, he's cheating on her. 
So the woman that he's cheating with also says it seems strange because George just stopped coming around like he found another woman. With the obsession. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the files for the payments that are made by the theater, there is a gross misappropriation of funds. Funds are constantly being used to purchase flowers and to provide private investigators to find Viola. And that's afterwards, I assume. No. He's using PIs to follow yes, Viola while she's alive? In box five, it is discovered that Viola was pregnant. Okay. And she just goes missing to go have the baby. I was really like, who just walked up in my house? Why didn't you text somebody? I locked it. Yeah. You're good. You guys, Cassidy's here. Say hi, Cassidy. Cassidy is soaking wet. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Cassidy is soaking wet. I apologize. You apologize. I apologize. It is pouring rain outside. It might lose power. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, he is using funds to buy tons of flowers. For her while she's alive. Mm-hmm. To pay for private investigators. And he takes out a loan with the Italian mob to help pay for the theater. Yep. Interesting. And he knows he has to pay them back. I believe it's a sum of like $20,000, $30,000 in that time. Okay. Interesting, right? Money missing, loans, flowers and PIs while she's alive. Mm-hmm. Didn't hire a PI after she had disappeared, which is the most suspect He did part. for about a month. Just to cover his ass? Yes, Marcy. In box five, box five was super interesting. We learn that he has taken out a loan with the Italian mob. Um, George and Ruth have now gotten divorced. That's so much money, 20K back in the 30s. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he's taken out a loan. He's gotten divorced because he's been cheating. He is obsessed with Viola. He is helping her mom pay for private investigators left and right. He is... Oh, Viola is pregnant. Um, I'll get on Viola in a second. Viola is pregnant. And we also learn that Viola, for some reason, had all of her jewelry appraised, and the total of all of her jewelry being appraised was in... it like fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars? Close enough to pay off his no, loan? No, it was something like eighty thousand dollars. Oh, 
right? <laughs> yes. Um, All these trollops. Viola's appraisal of her jewelry equaled out to something like $80,000. Okay, still kind of suspect. And who knows about the appraisal? Viola writes a note on the bottom of the appraisal stating that she didn't think it would be worth so much and that she's going to keep it in a lockbox. Okay, but does anyone else in the company know about the appraisal? She wrote a note on it to somebody else. She wrote it in code, but it's the same code that she uses when she writes letters to Hector. So I feel like she's probably written the note to Hector, and he's the only one who knows where this money is. In box five, we also learn that George and Ruth have sold the theater and is to... Hector on the suspect list? Or is Hector... Hector's been ruled out. Hector's been ruled out. Yes. Is Hector close to anyone else who is a suspect? Not particularly. I mean, except for Ira. He talks to Ira frequently, and when he writes notes to Ira, he will write notes in code. Is Hector part of the mob? No. Um, we also learn in this box that George has sold the theater to Ira and Evelyn, who are now married. Ira and Evelyn are married. Yes. Okay. Um, so let me put that in there. And Hector is the guarantor of the loan. Evelyn is the understudy? Yes. Okay. So, let's talk about Viola in box five. As I said, we learn that Viola is pregnant. It's a boy. So she's that far in her pregnancy to know it's a boy? Or... She has the baby. No, she doesn't. Yes, she did. No, she's dead. <laughs> we know that Viola was pregnant. She had a boy. Hector writes a coded letter to Ira stating that the baby is born and wants to know if he wants to visit. I think that Ira and Evelyn were to I'm sorry that Ira and Viola were together. Yeah. Why would you have such interest in I mean seeing the child but visiting is a different choice of words. Ira has also not told Evelyn that Viola was having a baby. So I think the baby is Ira's. Okay. We know that Ira was also writing notes to both Evelyn and Viola stating that he asked Evelyn if if she wanted to marry him and he told Viola that he needed to break off their relationship. All right, I got a speculation. Okay. I think it's, if we're ruling out Viola's possible suicide by falling into a box that has the murder weapon in it, um, I think that it's very at all possible that Ira, the producer knows about the sale of the theater but also knows he purchased the theater he purchased the theater from yeah okay with what money 
dead body money. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, he might have found the note, or he might have found out that her jewelry is worth bank. Uh-huh. Um, proceeded to know how much it was worth, and went and bought the theater with the dead body money. Now, here's something else that is super duper interesting. I think that's a possibility. Ira, as I said, is Julie's grandfather. Which makes, if Viola is pregnant with Ira's baby, Mm -hmm. that makes Julie's dad Viola's son. Okay. Because he and Evelyn didn't have another kid. Okay. So, just another super interesting thing this, here. This is a triangle scheme. A pyramid. It's not as complex as a pyramid, but it's a triangle. It's a reverse pyramid scheme. <laughs> Work our way from the top down. Yeah, we got all this stuff, but it doesn't make sense yet. Um. Yeah, so we have the appraised jewelry. Um... Yeah, that's basically all I know about her right now. So now, Ira and Evelyn. The day that um, Viola is killed, Ira goes to dinner with Evelyn under a false name. It was the mom that hit her in the head and Ira covered it up. I think it's the mom that hit her and George covered it up. He's the only person who heard the service elevator. And the doors were not locked when Joe came back. So you think the mom got into the room eventually mm-hmm. and hit her again with a cane. Yep. So what's the relevance of the stage cane? Like, we know it's the murder weapon. We know apparently it's the murder weapon. Yeah. By the, you know, the website thing. But we don't actually know if it was actually a prop or not. It's up in the prop room. But you said it was being used on stage. It was used on stage by Olga to beat her the first time. Oh, yeah, I took that wrong. I thought you meant it was used on stage Mm -hmm. as a prop. No. Do they have an inventory list? Do they give you that kind of thing? They gave me the inventory list, which is how we found out that the cane was used. If the cane's on the inventory list, it was part of the stock. No, it was in the prop room when the officers found the body. But it's not on the inventory list. What do you mean? All right, if they have an inventory list for the props. They didn't have an inventory list from 1932. That's what I was asking. They had an inventory list from when the officers went through the attic and found the body and whatever items were up there. Okay. So, with Evelyn and Ira, we know that they met at dinner. We know that Ira was on the phone upstairs from 4.45 to 6 p.m. We know that that is a fact because the concierge at the hotel where he and Evelyn met kept a log and on the log it says exactly what time they were on the phone from. Yeah. And what time he showed up. He showed up 
at 6.30, I believe they said. Okay. Where's this thing? Ira's on the phone. I'm still, I'm still catching up. All right, now what, what is Ira again? Ira is the producer, and now the theater owner, Julie's okay. grandfather. So Ira's upstairs, and then... On the phone. He From claims that he heard the elevator? No, didn't or hear he it. he leaves at 6, before the elevator He left at 6, thing. before the elevator. And the approximate George doesn't say what time he heard the elevator. He's just the only person who heard the elevator. Leaving just Ira and George there, and Mom. Mm-hmm. Now, Joseph didn't see her mom when he came back. Like I said, Joseph didn't see anybody. Joseph came back. At 620. It's plenty of time to leave. Joseph didn't so, see anybody. I mean, going by what Marcy said, if she got beat in the head with the prop, mm -hmm. I would think that you would take that with you. No, you just shove it up in the attic. Who's going to look in the attic? So we're suggesting that mom beat her, went up to the attic, and threw it in a box, and then took the elevator back down. I think that mom hit her. George knew about it. Mom shoved her in the thing, shoved her in the trunk, and George helped her. The trunk was supposed to be in a room. Yes. That it could be another flight up. Yeah. They took so the service elevator. It's going to take more than one. It'd take more than a, a woman in the 20s to drag a body and a, a big wooden trunk with metal clippings on it. And that's why I think George helped her. Yeah. All right. Well, I, that's what I would assume is that mom now, hit her. What makes this George even. George heard the altercation and figured that they should cover it up. Right. George helped get the body upstairs and mm -hmm. took the weapon. And to protect Olga, he made her leave. She left before Joseph, Joseph showed got up. Back. And George was still there at but the time. But he was just upstairs in the attic. And George was locking up. George was just upstairs in the attic. That's why he's the only person who had the service elevator. Yeah. Because he was the one in the service elevator. I think that's at all very possible. Now, here's what's a little strange, though. Ira, when he is on the phone with the concierge, he asks for very specific things. One of those very specific things he asks for is a specific drink. Okay. Now we, Angela and I, researched the drink. What's the drink? The drink was made popular by Ernest Hemingway, and it is called Death in the Afternoon. Okay. How dramatic. That is the very specific drink <clears throat> that Ira had asked for with Evelyn. Yeah. These people are so extra. So we got a drink called Death in the Afternoon. What's in it? Do we know that much? Absinthe. I'm just curious. I don't think it has. I think it's absinthe, gin, bitters, lime juice. Oh. <laughs> it's 
It's like drinking chloroform. Well, it's a death in the afternoon. Yeah. It's a very specific drink to ask for. And Evelyn, right now, we have not ruled out. Ira, Ira has been ruled out. Ira was ruled out in box five. Yeah. Do we have the time that Ira left? He oh, left at six. six. He says that he just rushed out. He must have seen it and didn't want anything to do with it. I think he's a witness. And he and Evelyn just ordered that drink, or he ordered that drink because... Because they're dramatic 20s theater people, 30s theater people. I just feel like... Well... We've ruled him out that he can't be the murderer. But just because he's not the murderer doesn't mean that... He didn't participate. He doesn't have some kind of idea that this is happening. And the the concierge stated in the notes that when Evelyn took a sip of the drink, they, they cheersed it. George said something. Nobody heard what... I'm sorry. Iris said something. Nobody heard what Iris said. Evelyn was sipping while he said it, and she choked on the drink but nobody knows what he said they just noticed that he said something and she choked on the drink so nobody wants to say what he said the concierge says he didn't hear what he said they were sitting in the dining room yeah but the other people in the dining room that were doing the drink and making the toast it was just him and Evelyn yeah so Evelyn's not gonna say what he said because she choked on it I think he's a witness at least I think so, too. I think he heard it, or so he was upstairs. So he was, like I said, he's near that room. Yeah. So he, he could have heard it, or walked by, you know, like, speculating, walked by, saw the door open, saw the body, and was like, uh-uh. Now, another thing that's weird is that there is a newspaper article that came in Box 5 from uh, an interview with Evelyn where Evelyn says it's just so strange that we don't know what happened to Viola. But whatever happens, we know here at the theater that she's up there looking down on us. I don't like that. I don't like that at all because her body's in the attic. (laughs) Her body's in the attic at the time of the interview. Did everyone hate Viola? It was just like a coup? They no. They just like pulled a coup and they planned it? That's what I'm wondering. Like, we have three suspects left. Tell, what's what, tell me about the understudy, Evelyn. Evelyn. What does she What does she do in contact with her? So she's being taught by Viola, but she's jealous of Viola as, as well because she thinks that Ira was with her or has been with her. Right. I mean, at this point... We don't know that for sure, but we know it's possible. Um, Evelyn, as I said, mentioned the thing about her looking down on her. Evelyn says that she went to comfort Viola. And does Evelyn have a relationship with Olga? Nobody has a relationship with Olga because she's a raging bitch. That's 
who is obsessed with Viola's money. A great character trait. So she's obsessed with Viola's money. Mm -hmm. Mom is. And the jewelry is vanished, I assume, upon death. Jewelry vanished before the death because Viola hid it. Now, on Viola's body, in the trunk, there was a key to a lockbox. Nobody knows where the lockbox is. They know where the key is. So someone killed her, took the key, took the jewelry. Nobody took the key. Listen, took the key, took the jewelry, put the key back on her body. My speculation... We have a timeline after that day that she died because there's obviously a yes. 50 year gap. So, in the timeline after the day that she died, body. in that timeline afterwards, Evelyn takes over as lead in the latest production that they're working on. We don't have anything new about Olga mm -hmm. in this timeline. We know George and. What's her name? George and Ruth get divorced. And sell the theater. We know that Ira and Evelyn get married. Hector was keeping the baby up in Connecticut. And he had a midwife who was raising the baby. While Viola was acting. Okay. Olga never knew about the baby. George never knew about the baby. Evelyn never knew about the baby. Hector, Viola, and Ira were the only ones who knew. Um, I mean, you know, Olga being a bitch. Now remember that Olga found out that she had a baby out of wedlock. Yes, and Olga and Olga is the one who asked George to hire the PI when Viola went missing to go give birth, and when Viola went missing the second time because she was dead. Who took the child? Evelyn and Ira raised the child. That raised is, Viola's child. That is that is Julia's father. Now Evelyn in that statement that she made also makes a comment aside from the I know she's looking down on us right now. She also makes a comment that says I feel like I'm living the life that she was supposed to. It's all been given to me. See, that's more of that dramatic, ironic bullshit, like 1930s theater shit. I don't know. It's all... We have three suspects left. George, Olga, and Evelyn. Evelyn, I just can't rule out. Because... She's the last person to have reported seeing Viola alive. And she cl Evelyn she leaves. claims she left sometime between 5.45 and 5.50. But she would have saw... She never reported seeing Olga outside. Someone would have saw her leaving, though. But we know that Ira and Evelyn sat down for dinner at 7. And they heard the elevator at 6? George heard the elevator around 6.15 when he was locking up. 
So the only person that doesn't have a real statement of when they left. Bye, Marcy. Marcy says it's the mom. I honestly think it's mom, too. We don't know anything else about mom past Viola's death. Her and Evelyn, they could be in cahoots about it, too. Yes. I also think it's quite interesting that they're talking so much about the the lockbox and the jewelry. Yeah. Because Julia speculates that the jewelry is hidden somewhere in a lockbox in the theater. Now, remember, Julia is freaking out and trying to solve this crime because the theater is about to be sold. S- 80, $60,000 to $80,000 in 1920s, t- 1920s money now, she'd be able to pay off the theater. It, it would be over $2 million that she would get. Yeah. But I don't know. If she wrote the letter, her mom found the letter. Yeah. Found out that she was keeping stuff from her and that she had this baby with Ira. George finds out because mom talks to George and says in one of the letters that she, George is the only person who can talk some sense into Viola. We don't know necessarily the context of the letter, but that's what I. Oh, that's what um, Olga says to George. You're the only person who talks some sense into her. George, needing money to pay off the mob, finds this letter that she wrote about the appraisal, sees how much money it is, and is like, "Shit, that gives me enough money to pay off the mob and get the theater out of debt." Yeah. probably something in all the boxes together that we're going to have to look into to see. Oh, definitely. We'll probably take time out of that for we'll probably have one final Yeah, we have one more box coming that'll be here There's a sixth box? In two weeks, yeah. Okay, so that'll, that should tie things up. Well, yeah, that's the last box. So as far as we know, it's all speculation until we get the final bit of information. Mm Mm-hmm. But everything's going to end up having to tie together. Yeah, of course. Evelyn, Olga, and George. All right. Okay. So I guess that is it for tonight, guys. Again, that was our current update on what's been going on in our Hunter Killer series. If the summary. Yes, the summary of what's been going on in our Hunt to Kill a series, boxes one through five. If you guys have any other questions or want the Discord link, just send us a message and let us know, and we will send the Discord link to you. That way you can have access to all of the evidence that we currently have. If you have any questions about anything, just send us a message. And, of course, you guys know where to follow us. We are on discord instagram twitter and facebook that's where you can get updates on everything that we are doing especially on days like today when we're a little bit late you can also follow us on any of your podcatchers at apple podcasts google podcasts spotify breaker everything like that pocket casts yeah Mm -hmm. radio public all that kind of good stuff all of them even the ones i haven't heard of yep 
All right, you guys, you know the deal. Be safe, be healthy, be kind to yourself, be kind to one another. We'll see you on Thursday at 8 p.m. That'll be me and special guest Cassidy. It'll be a fun night. All right, you guys. Peace out, Cub Scouts. What is that face? That's my peace out Cub Scouts face. That's scary. I don't like I'm it. I'm sorry. Peace out Cub Scouts. Like, <laughs> bye, bye. Guys. <laughs>